dark are diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Where there's a will, there's a way Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Raw Recovery with Dion Miller. Welcome everybody. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we had a show. I apologize. Um, we've had some technical difficulties. Uh, just a few things have happened, but you know, we're going to pick back up and things will be coming out. Um, I would like to introduce a uh, person that I've just met this week. Actually, within the last week, we've kind of been getting to know each other little by little, um, which is how the fellowship works. It's how this works. You get to know people. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have drank together, but when it comes to the community of sobriety and recovery, uh, we're like brothers in arms. Um, and we know, and we tend to know each other pretty well, pretty quickly. Um, and that's exactly why we do this. Um, Jill is a, a recovery coach. She is a person with long-term recovery. And I am very, very excited to hear her story. Jill, welcome to Raw Recovery. Hello, Dan. Welcome to you, too. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Certainly. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. We talked a little bit before we got started, so we'd be nice and comfortable. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's go ahead and get into your story and 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 let's take a listen. So I'm gonna be quiet here for a while and let you do some talking. All right. Thank you, Jan. Thank you for having me. Certainly. It's a privilege and an honor. Thank uh, you. My name is Jill T. I am a recovering alcoholic and addict. I started drinking at the age of 16 at okay. a birthday party. Uh, my first uh, sip of alcohol was champagne, and okay. I knew from the very first sip that I liked the effect okay. that I had, um, and I wanted more and more. Mm -hmm. um, I graduated high school. Uh, during high school, I drank a little, but not that much. It wasn't out of hand at that point. When I went to college at the University of uh, Madison, Wisconsin, that's where my drinking took off. Okay. Uh, I went to parties, uh, frat, tourney, uh parties. I was a little sister in a fraternity, and drinking uh, took on a life of its own. Okay. Uh, now, like, now mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind asking real quick, mm -hmm. were, were your parents real strict about alcohol being in the house and stuff? Is that why you kind of stayed away from it? It sounds like you left the house and no more rules and we're ready to go kind of a thing here. So uh, my parents were very uh, loving. Okay. Uh, are very loving and supportive. Um, so that's what it was then. They weren't strict. Yeah. They were very loving. Yeah. Awesome. And my, you know, one of my parents uh, is in recovery. He wow. uh, uh, long-term sobriety, 38 years. Woo! 
as of August 2nd. And wow. uh, he set, he planted seeds when yeah. I was 16. I went to my first mm -hmm. AA meeting. Wow. With him. Yeah. And seeds were planted very early. <laughs> my mom did the same thing. <laughs> right. All right. So we are in college. All right. Yes. I was just curious about that. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So in college, uh, I, you know, drank and uh, I started getting migraine headaches. Okay. And I went to the um, the hospital where they introduced me to a drug called Demerol. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, did I like that drug. Oh, yeah. So it was a combination then. It became a combination of drinking and seeking that high. Okay. Um, I was constantly at the, you know, clinic mm -hmm. um, where a doctor always gave me Demerol and Bistral for my yep. migraines. Yep. So it was week after week and it became progressive very, very soon. I did okay. not graduate college. I had 15 credits wow. left before I was asked to leave. Okay. I was asked to depart wow. from the university. Okay. I stayed in Madison for several years trying to get my life together. Okay. Uh, and that did not work. Um, so I called my sister and her husband and they came to pick me up Um my sister's husband worked for a company uh, um, that was, he was driving a truck. Okay. And so he was able to come and get me with my things and bring me back to New Hampshire where my mother lives. Okay. And I lived across the street, across the uh, right away from my mother and um, drinking and drugging was, my purpose in life at that time. Yeah. I was working at Walmart and met a gentleman and uh, we went to Bath, Maine for a weekend with he and his friends. Okay. And on the last day, it was a Sunday. Um, I wasn't feeling well. And so I went into a room by myself okay. and he came into the room and I was frozen in time. I could not move. I knew mm -hmm. that I had been drugged and um, I was raped. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I went and I told his friends what had happened and they said, we don't believe you. Okay. Get into the car. It was a four-hour drive back to New Hampshire. Shut the hell up yeah. and don't say a word, right? Yeah. So I'm in this car with my perpetrator, with my rapist, not being able to say a word for four hours. Wow. I got back home and I went into uh, my, my house just to lay down and I did not know that he went and uh, into my mother's home with his friends and he told a different version of what had happened. Yeah. So when I went and I told my mother, 
that uh, I was raped, she did not believe me. So there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could say. Her husband came and told okay. me that I had to leave the house that I was renting. Okay. And that I was going to be driven to a homeless shelter. Wow. The next day. Wow, Jill. Yes. And so, I'm, go ahead. I'm. I do. I. I have to say that, you know. You know, I. I'm sorry, and I hope that I hope that people are listening to this and how she was gaslit on right. this and how that is just uncool and it's wrong. Um, and I'm glad that mm -hmm. society is changing. Um, Me too. We haven't we haven't gotten there yet, okay? Right. But it's mm -hmm. changing, and it's changing because you're standing up and not being the victim anymore. And I just wanted to congratulate you on that because I can see that in your eyes. Great, great job. So thank you, mm -hmm. thank you. So you know, they drove me to the homeless shelter. And there, I was able to sit down with a member of the staff and tell them what had happened. They took me to the hospital where a rape kit was done. Okay. Um, they gathered the facts and the evidence. And uh, I was then in a courtroom with um, my rapist mm -hmm. and my mother. Ooh. And they uh, told the judge that what I was about to say was a lie. My mother stood up and said, don't listen to her. She's lying. So the judge said to me, he saw that I was crying. He said, uh, will you please take the stand? Mm -hmm. So I took the stand and he said, look me in my eyes. I want you to imagine that they're not, no one else is in the courtroom, but you and I. Okay. And I was able to tell him exactly what happened, how it happened. Um, and within 10 minutes, he was found guilty. Yes. Yes. And, thank uh, you, God. yes, thank, praise God. Thank you, God. And, uh, was given a sentence. Okay. And um, from there, you know, I lost my dignity mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you know, no one believed me and I lost hope. Yeah. I knew God was there, but I didn't feel him walking down the same path as I was. I felt okay. like, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, drinking and drugging took on a life of its own. I was introduced to crack cocaine. Um, that lasted for about three months. Okay. And I knew that if I continued, yeah. I was going to die. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I got the courage to go to my first meeting. Good. Um, in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, it was an NA meeting. Okay. Um, still wasn't like feeling that I was, this was home, right? Like mm -hmm. I, in those rooms, I didn't feel I was at home. Okay. I knew where home was. 
and that was in the rooms of AA. Okay. However, prior to getting there, uh, I had met a man named Jeff, uh, whom I live with and love dearly. Mm -hmm. um, we got to know each other very quickly. And, you know, he said to me, why don't you, why don't we move to Denver? Okay. And by that time, you know, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I knew that if I stayed in New Hampshire, the same playground I was playing on, uh -huh. that I, <laughs> my parents would be burying me. Yeah. And I did not want that for them okay. at all. Okay. So we moved to uh, Denver and got married. Good. Very quickly. We married ourselves at Red Rocks. Okay. Um, and I was telling Jeff, I remember very specifically telling him, if something happens to me, I want my father to know the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, because he was told some lies um, and was probably you know, very confused and very hurt by them. I know mm -hmm. that for a fact. Sure, that's his little girl that they're talking yeah. about. Yes. Um, he was, uh, he is a very loving dad. He um, is my example today. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, I got into the rooms of AA and um, there I felt at home because I had been there before. Yeah. And I, you know, um, okay, so getting back to the, the story with Jeff, uh -huh. he said, they, your parents are going to know you through my eyes. And very well said. I like that. Good line, Jeff. Good on Jeff. <laughs> We're giving Jeff a round of applause right now. Yay. Great line. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, gave me chills. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So, um, my father was called and asked if he would come to Denver. Okay. And, you know, I was working with a sponsor at the time and I had told her that, you know, my father's coming to Denver and that I need to talk to him and tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yep. And I was able to make amends to him. Okay. And I remember, you know, I told him some pretty raw details. Yeah. And um, he said to me, um, if this were summer, because he visited me in, the, in December, he said, okay. if this were summer, we would go and get an ice cream cone right now. Yeah. That was his way of telling me everything's okay yep everything's okay the relationship yeah. is going to be repaired yeah um today um i have 33 months of continuous sobriety wow wow good job i thank you thank you very much i you know i my first sobriety date was 5-5-15. Okay. Jeff and I divorced and I relapsed okay. on pain medication. All right. Um, 
I was talking to a friend and she said, you've got to get back in the rooms and get honest, Jill. Yeah. And I did. Good. I reset my sobriety date. Uh-huh. Um, the message that I want to give others is a message of hope. Yeah. To whomever needs to hear this, don't ever give up. Ever. God is with you. God is carrying you through whatever you are going through, and you will get through this. Absolutely. No matter what. Yeah. No yeah. matter what. Today, I have a relationship with my higher power that is fantastic. I can go to him at any time of day mm -hmm. and say, I need help. Yeah. Where are you? I need you right now. Yeah. Um. And he answers now. He does. And I hear him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some relationships with my family have been mended. Some Good. others mm -hmm. have not. But I pray for them. Mm-hmm. And I give them to God. Yeah. You know, God can do for me what I can't do for myself. Yep. He does all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a... I was first introduced to this when I was 16. Okay. It's a, a chapter out of the big book. It's on page 417 in the fourth edition and 449 <laughs> in the third edition. Yep. And it says, and this is the solution to every problem that I have today. Yes, it and is. Accept acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Mm -hmm. I read that on a daily basis to keep me centered and to keep me focused. Fantastic. Um, you know, hope for me stands for hold on pain ends yeah this too shall pass mm -hmm. it always does um and i you know forgiveness i want that to be the theme here because i've forgiven the person that assaulted me that raped me i have forgiven everybody involved right um and forgiveness is the key to freedom. It is. Yeah, and so, even, even just being willing to do it. Yeah. Yes. Because um, it could be very, very hard to pray for those that we're angry with or, or that have hurt us. Yes. Um, but the only way we're going to find freedom is by letting that go. You right. Know, we, can, we can't change it. 
um, but we can change ourselves. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, when we started, when we first came on, yeah, so I want the audience to know this, guys. When I first came on, uh, uh, Jeff and Jill were getting their stuff together, and I was watching those two, and just the glowing in their eyes. I knew Jeff was in the program as soon as I saw his eyeballs. And then they looked at each other. I'm like, those two are in love. <laughs> like, I felt like the, the girl from the Matrix saying, don't mess with them. They're in love. You know? <laughs> and that's what the program brings is meaningful relationships. Yes. Successful relationships. Yes. Um, we can go back and repair things even when they weren't our fault, you know? Right. I think, I think it's important to have a relationship with your parents if you can. Um, you know, my mom didn't do all the right things, mm-hmm. but I love the hell out of her. Heck, right. Just, just the other day, I, I text her, I'm the bragging about something. She didn't even say good job, you know? <laughs> right. She, bra- she right. bragged back. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can uh, do anything better than you can, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where before, oh, you hurt my feelings. But now it's just the relationship is the way it is. Right. Um, if we can't have fun with it, then, you know. So you are 33 months sober, so, and you're a recovery coach too, right? I am. I'm a certified peer recovery coach, yes. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you accepting clients right now? I am. All right. Well, let's give out a phone number or something here before the end of the show for you. Okay. Um, you guys, Jill's a, re- a recovery coach. If you're not familiar with recovery coach, I don't want to say it's beyond recovery because I, I feel like that puts people in a box. But there right. are some things that AA and NA and the A, it's just we don't deal with there and they say to seek professionals and that's where we come in and we can help you manage um those humps that you're going to need to get over like finding a primary care physician being on your meds correctly um eating right are you drinking water are you exercising these right. are sponsors don't usually cover guys so um and it's good there is nothing wrong with having another person to be accountable with Amen. The more That's people it. that we're accountable, right? So, well, I have I have really enjoyed this. So uh, have I, Dan. Um, yes. And uh, you know, there's a lot that we can there's a lot that we can take out of this. Um, but I'm gonna go with the never give up. You know, I was a uh, was a chronic relapser myself. You know, I. I relapsed 22 times in two years. And I only know that because detox was keeping count because I, okay. I owed them money. Okay. <laughs> so they're counting. So they right, told me, you know, you've been here 22 times. But the thing is, is, and I was in a kind of a situation that you were, that my wife told me, Dion, I'm going to continue loving you until you learn how to love yourself because I know who you are. Right. Almost the same exact thing that Jeff said to you. Yes. And I, I needed that. I really did. I need to know that somebody else was loving me until I could figure it out myself. And now I do it myself, you know. Right. 
Yes. No, I do love myself. And even as a man, I don't mind saying that. Uh -uh. In fact, I think it makes me a stronger man. It does. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and all the things are good. You know, and we talked about this a little bit that, that things are changing. Things are becoming a little bit more touchy feely, mm -hmm. which I think in some situations they should be. Right. You know? um, right. I believe that people you know, this is a, this is an illness. And just because that illness took over doesn't mean that they shouldn't be treated with respect. Correct. And like a human being. Yes. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. Just treat somebody like a human being for a little bit. Watch what happens. Right. So, yes, guys, that's what we're going to take out of today. Never, ever, okay. ever give up. Okay, your life matters, right? We're doing yeah. life matters. Your life matters. Hashtag your life matters. Starting it right yep. now. We might offend some people, but oh well. All right. right. <laughs> so, and I just want, you know, one other thing that I wanted to say. Certainly. Is that it takes courage to move forward. Mm -hmm. Get unstuck. And, um, you know, never give up. And it's just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And if you if you're unable to forgive now, you will get to a place where you will be able to forgive. I never thought that mm. I was going to be able to forgive the me person either. That but I but I have because it frees me. Yep. Yep. And so, and yeah. I found that once I was able to get to a point where I could forgive the person I hated the most, mm -hmm. which was me. Right. I was able to forgive people. It was simpler. I don't want to say easier. <laughs> it was simpler. Right. right. Um, the concept of it was, was better because I had experienced it. So what we're saying is stick around till you have a little bit of experience that takes time and yeah. experience some of these miracles that will happen for you. Yes. Um, even if it means being sober for two days. That's a right. That is a miracle. So, mm -hmm. and so let's hand out your phone number. Okay, Seven, I'm ready. So it's Jill T, 720-354-6702. All right, 354-6702. Yeah. I always repeat because people are usually usually writing. Um, or if you need it, if uh, you didn't get the phone number, feel free to reach out to me and I will um, send you on over. So... Um, thank you, everyone, for being here, for being a part of. Our stories are extremely important. Um, we, are, we are all unique individuals, but we are not terminally unique. And whereas Jill comes from an entirely different background than me, the motions were the same. The actions were the same. We did the same thing. And now her and I are on the same path. Now I'm on even a path with Jeff. I ain't even met the dude yet. <laughs> okay? This is how God works. This is how AA works. This is how our higher powers work. So everybody out there, your life matters. Don't give up. And if you Amen. need us, you need us, we are here. Yes. So everybody, you know I love you all. You know it's true. Peace out and have a day.